watch any of that Supreme Court stuff today? I watched highlights. Oh, you I, actually I, watched I, the thing? I started watching yesterday's opening, Sarah, and I just, it was Couldn't tough it. to watch. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, are we talking about this or I should we hold should. off? Yeah, we, we, have, <laughs> we have to talk about it. All right. We got to talk about it. We can't not talk about that. I yeah. mean, now yeah. or do you want to like get into it? Yeah. I mean, we can Let's get into it. Okay. All right. All right. Right. Because well, like, what, what are we going to do? We, we, let's not make a long one tonight. Let's just okay. get to it. Okay. Okay. All right. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Today we're, it's just us actually today, but we're going to be talking about, you know, what is there to talk about? Supreme <laughs> Court. <laughs> right. That's, that's what it is. So let's I'm do in. it. Um, okay. So I've actually been waking up every morning make coffee, get to my little office. I have a desktop and a laptop. The laptop is right here to the right, and I put the Supreme Court hearings on, and I do my work. And then depending on what moron's talking, I either <laughs> mute or unmute. Okay, okay. So um, are you, so are you turning it, it up for the Republicans just to hear them talk? Dude, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I find the Democrats just as annoying. I find them all obnoxious. There's not been many people that I find like, like, oh yeah, that's truly inspiring. Like you just see the game on both sides. And if if you're not stuck in your little bubble, you can't help but think if the roles were reversed, the Democrats would do the same thing. Well, I think one thing, okay, so here's, we can get into this. Like one of the things that we should think about is like, why is it that all the Democrats have right now is scaring the bejesus out of the, the watchers, right? The people who are sure. watching from home, right? They're going to, Amy Coney Barrett is going to take away your health insurance. She's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. She's going to overturn, overturn Oberfell and get rid of gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that those aren't all distinct possibilities, but it's because they have no political weapons to actually stop what's going on. No, it's just, right? it's for the election. Right. So we it's, know that. it's like, and so I think one question is that I think a lot of people wonder is like, how is it that the Republicans can get away with this stuff? You know, how is it? Because like, that's, that's the argument that Lindsey Graham made. He was like, you know, if it was flipped, you no, know, but the wait, Democrats wait, wait, would Amit, be what's the argument? the same thing. What are they getting away with? They're getting away with they have the votes. There's nothing illegal. That's the thing is like the Democrats want to do this thing and you're going to do this. It's like they, they're they not breaking any laws, not doing anything shady, right? This is exactly how it's supposed to go is the sitting president when they have the Senate, they get, they get it, period. I'm not a fan of this judge. I'm not a fan of the Republican Party right now. I think they're completely out of control. But I'm I'm not I'm not a soldier for the Democratic Party. I mean I'm I'm a Bernie guy. Like I I hate them all. I mean I'm very like I'm 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 stomping having to vote for this ticket. I hate that I have to vote for this ticket. But I'm I'm also not dumb enough to get in line and go oh my god these Republicans like no dude like they won they have the power 
I think it sucks. I think the court will be unbalanced. Um, but I guarantee you, if the polls are correct and we win the House, White House and the Senate, they're going to pack the court. Like, let's stop the bullshit. And then the, and then the Republicans are going to be screaming. And I'm going to say the same thing when we hold that podcast. And I'm going to go, it's the rules, man. And when Republicans win again, fucking tack two more on until we realize the system is manipulable. Is that a word? Uh, manipulable? Yeah. Manip- manipulable. And... Um, Maybe the Supreme Court has too much power. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't quite have the answer no, to think, this. But I think. I think that's right. I think yeah. that's totally right. Um, I think the only thing useful about what's going on right now is that the Supreme Court is being revealed for the political institution yes. that it is. Yes. Right. That that is. There's all this talk about. You know, Amy Coney Barrett shouldn't really even be there because she's undermining the legitimacy of the court and that's uh <laughs> that has to be you know that's sacrosanct in american politics and you know citizens have to trust the rulings of this neutral body and so on that has not been true for a long time we've always known that it's becoming ever more apparent now so i will say that one thing that's a little bit different is that you know the whole blockade of merrick garland um, sure. was pretty unprecedented, right? Horrible. And, and way early, like in February, you know, so, so it was, it, that, that was kind of Can I ask of. you a question before you go on? Yeah. Roles reversed. Yeah. George Bush is the president. He's going to nominate, you pick any of these right. right-wing Horror wackos. Shows. Yeah. But the Democrats have the power. You think they're letting him get that judge in? Yeah, I think so. No. Yeah. You're nuts. Yeah. No shot. Yeah, the only no time shot. the Democrats have ever blocked a judge is this guy Bork. That when that was back in the 80s because and this is they still they the Republicans are still griping about it like and they they've turned it into a verb. They're like that judge got borked. And and it's like it's basically <laughs> they were they yeah, right? And so it's actually a good <laughs> verb. Um but basically there was the Republican argument is that until the 1980s this was a sort of you know, uh, ecumenical and kind of like rubber stamping process, we would quote unquote, advise and consent. And basically, as long as the person went to the right schools and had the good pedigree, they would just get passed on through. And the Democrats ruined uh, that sort of amicable consensus by getting rid of Bork because he was like a psycho. He was like against the Voting Rights Act and Civil Rights Act, and he was like a nut job. Okay. So that's, that's the GOP argument, right? I don't know. Like in terms of blaming the Democrats, I think one thing. And this is the thing: is like the Democrats are bad at politics. They're like, terrible. They're just, they're just like actually bad at politics. I don't the, listen. I don't. I don't think what the Republicans did with Obama was cool. I thought it was too, super shitty. Like, uh, I'm a firm believer the sitting president should get the Supreme Court. Like, if we all played by the rules, that's it. And then maybe the the the, the thing we don't want to talk about on the left is like. Nobody thought maybe Ruth should have retired in Obama's second term. You, you were already in your mid eighties, so you know. There, and 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 did that's you see the that quote is, that came out from her? And no. there was a big just people who were circulating this quote. And I know it's you know not right to speak ill of the dead and so on, but but I will say that I always thought this is that Obama apparently had a lunch with her um, during the second term, 
and kind of like nudge and pride a little bit like, <laughs> hey, do you think about retirement ever? You know, that yeah. sort of thing. And her response was, uh, do you think you could get anybody better to replace me? Right. And okay, you know, obviously an icon, legend, et cetera, sure. all, all of those things. But guess what? She is being replaced and she's being replaced by Amy Coney Barrett. Right. Um, and, and so that's a, a bad strategy to bet the Supreme Court on your own longevity. Right. No, and, you're playing Russian roulette. What you're doing is you're playing with God. You're assuming God gives a shit about if God's real for whatever religion you are. I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but let's assume God's real for the sake of this argument. You, you're 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 thinking he's going to let you live a little longer so that yeah. the Democrats get you. No. When you are in your mid 70s and you have the option to retire Unless you own a company where you're just going in and reading the paper, fucking retire. Nobody at the company wants you there anymore, period. I don't care how good you are. You could still be a consultant. You know, Ruth could have been a pundit. She could have had a wonderful career that, that, that still, you know, uh, energized her to get up in the morning. But I don't know. This is a problem with these, with these lifelong appointees. It's like, you, yeah, she should have retired 15 years ago. But definitely Obama's second term. That was a no-brainer. We wouldn't even be dealing with this if these liberal-leaning judges or conservative-leaning judges uh, for that side actually thought about um, the balance of the court. So I would just say that when I was saying that the Dems are bad at politics, it's because in the reason why the Dems are facing this nomination without any political weapons is that the Dems created that situation. Yeah. So like you were talking about like how, you know, during the Obama administration, the Republicans were constantly blocking all sorts of things, you know, most famously Merrick Garland. But the big thing was that all of his federal court appointments, they blocked. They just, they wouldn't, they wouldn't vote on it. Of course. And back then, Harry Reid in 2013, he changed the Senate rules. And back then, this was called a nuclear option, where you used to have to have 60 votes to stop discussions, and he just changed the rules because he was the, he was the Senate leader then, and they made a bad miscalculation. The, like the Dems thought that because, you know, that America will be a majority minority country um, within the next 10 to 15 years, that the Dems are somehow going to have a lock on on always dominating the Senate or right. dominating the Congress. Right. And guess what happened? Now you gave those rules to Mitch McConnell and he not only used those rules for packing the federal courts, now he's doing it for the Supreme Court too. And so basically you handed him the nuclear coats. See, nobody right? wants to talk about that. You, you know, won't so, see that covered anywhere. Yeah, it's coming back to bite them, you know, yeah. that, that, that they, again, they just, they, they had this like at first they were thinking, OK, maybe sociology's destiny, you know, a class based thing that could get us there didn't work. And then they abandoned the working class. And then they were like, oh, ethnicity's like political destiny. And then, you know, guess what? Like Florida voted like a lot of Latinos voted for Trump last time. So, you know, it's it's not a lock. And so they have this like a really bad political miscalculation. And now it's going to be a six to three on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, I don't know. She's, she's, she believes, I mean, she's got some crazy ideas. She believes that you have to be a virtuous citizen mm -hmm. in order to be able to vote, 
but having a gun is an individual right. So felons should not be allowed to vote, but felons should have the right to a gun, right? Things like that. Like she's got stuff that's like way out there. You know where she's from? Where is she, is she from? Indiana, New Orleans. No, she's not. My buddy went to high school with her. You're kidding. I have a I have a colleague who I work with. We don't obviously I'm, I work for myself, but. Uh, I have a, a friend that I work with sometimes who went to high school with her. What was she like in family. high school? Did you say? Well, they all went to a religious high school. Okay, but still. Uh, but he's he's. I think they. I think you know. I, I don't know that it's been a long time since they taught I me. Mean, it's high school. Like you know, people would say mm-hmm. a lot of different things about me in high school. Yeah, but people like remember high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not forms that much huge different. memories. I'm slightly right? more mature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I think. Uh, you know, I think the idea is any any. Obviously, my buddy works in television. And he lives in New York, so he got out. But a lot of those people from down here, they had that um, really firm religious. Um, what do you call it? like backbone in them? Where it's like God first, Jesus first, and, mm-hmm. and that's how I live my life. And and whether or not they want to admit it, that's how they interpret the law. It's like they they interpret the law through the eyes of God. And that's what they they want to pretend they don't, but you couldn't possibly be a super religious person. I go, you know what? The law and God are different. I can't, there's no, I, I'm, I'm going to separate these two. I just don't think that's possible for these super religious people. Um, he doesn't really say much bad about her, but it's, I think it's like anybody that is, is overly religious. I don't care what religion you are. I, I don't want you on the Supreme Court. I want somebody that's like, I have a faith in something. I believe something. <laughs> and that's nothing, you, know, you, don't, you might not even know what I believe. But I don't know. It's, it's a little frightening. But at the same time. You want like a yoga teacher on there, right? Like <laughs> no, they're actually worse. <laughs> they're fucking worse. They believe everything. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> um, they believe like, you know, they read horoscopes. And they're like, yeah, I read uh, Nancy whatever's horoscope. And um, no, I think, I think the my skepticism is I think she's clearly very conservative, but you know, Trump's first appointee has gone against the conservatives. You know, I think a lot of times I wonder if these people get in there and the game's over, right? There's no more pleasing anybody. I, I, I'm just not a believer that they're going to, she's going to get in there and she's going to be like, all right, guys, let's get this abortion thing going. I just don't think so. I think that I do. I still believe that the Democrats are going to are going to take back the Senate. And I, I think it's you know, I, I I'm not afraid of that. Obviously, I'm a guy, so I don't have these issues. But for me, it's more the politicizing of the Supreme Court. That's what worries me more than people's specific beliefs. I don't think she's any worse than Antonin Scalia at all. I no, think he's he, probably, he was awful. You know, no, I'm saying I think I mean, she's I think everyone is better yeah. than him. I don't know. I mean. The thing with the Supreme Court. I mean, she has Court, a blended family. She doesn't she, 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 she talked about George Floyd today and said she had to have a very tough conversation with her kids. I mean, I think that she, you know, she her, her views on racism are, are more liberal than I think people want to give her credit for. I think, you know, that comes into play when, when she condemned what happened to George Floyd today. That's like the lowest bar to jump over ever. It is. But, dude, there's 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 there there are. Um, 
conservatives you, that would that would go pro cop over that. But to say in front of the country that it was a crime and I had to have a serious talk with my black children about this, like I think that humanizes her. Whether or not I'm, I'm not defending her, like I'm not I'm not saying I like her, but. The Democrats aren't, they don't have a whole lot against her other than like, we just dis disagree with her views. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think their case against her from what I heard from their mouths, watching every single Democrat kind of, you know, give her the, uh, um, the, whatever, the interviewee, the interview, you know, mm -hmm. ask her questions. What I don't know what the term is, but none of them, I wasn't like rooting for them. I was like, you're not it's not, it's not working. Like you're not, you don't really have anything here other than like you, you're accusing her of shit. She hasn't done yet. Cause you just believe she stands for this thing, which maybe you're right. Very possible, but there's no, like, you know, Kavanaugh, they had a person he probably tried to rape and that was pretty fucked up. And I watched that going, I believe her. This is fucked up. This guy is terrible. This is just like, Hey, all this hypothetical stuff we think you're going to do. I don't know. It just, it wasn't effective for me. Yeah, well, it's not, maybe not effective, but it's all they've got. I mean, I think that's that's the point, right? Mm -hmm. Is that they have been so dispossessed and it's their own doing uh, in a certain way that all they have left is to point out very real possibilities, right? So what, what you were saying about you don't think she's going to like get on the court and be like, all right, the six of us, we got to overturn this thing, Roe v. Wade. She doesn't have to do that because the only way that can happen is that if lower court, if, if there's a case, say, brought in like Texas or something about abortion clinics, and that wends its way up the lower courts. And by virtue of the fact that she gets on that court, sure, that is a signal to say, bring a case and the Trump, the Trump administration has already packed all these courts, go to get that case in a certain circuit, they will overlook Roe v. Wade and then the Supreme Court will look at look, it. Look, I'm, so I'm not saying that- I think that's the danger. I'm not saying there aren't consequences to any elected official, especially a lifetime appointed official. I guess my frustration is this is all the outcome of people not voting or people voting a specific way. And we could tear that apart and we could, we can understand, me and you especially can understand how a guy like Trump got into office and the failure of the Democratic Party. And we could go on and on and on. But we'll see in November, right? Like, my thing is, she's getting in. Yeah. She's getting yeah. in. It ain't happening. They're not not putting her in. She's they can't, in. They can't stop it's it. It's over. It's yeah. over. Yeah. And me and you, who are we're doing our first podcast one on one for the first time in months, we're not talking about Trump's. Maybe we're going to get there. We're not talking about Trump's COVID and his, you know, failure. We're talking about this, which is it's over. It's a wrap. So my fear is Kamala Harris. All these senators are up there trying to make the case through this nomination where a guy like me who I fucking hate Trump, I'm, I'm, I'm so left. I'm AOC, Bernie. I'm like, let's change the Democratic Party. They're not, they're not left enough. This case to me is like, I've, I've, I've accepted the defeat. Let's, let's get the next battle. Mm -hmm. okay. They got that one and it okay. sucks. Let's pack the court. I'm more yeah. of a, you know what, Joe Biden, stop saying you're not a fan of it. Say, what you should say is, if you guys want to play by these rules, We'll see what happens in November. I can't answer that question. I, I just know what you guys are doing is criminal and you blocked Obama for a year. So anything is on the table. 
Yeah. Let's and they rock should, and roll. And they should definitely point pack out. Pack the court. That, and also they should get rid of that term. What? That, that term, court? pack the court, came from conservatives against FDR when he was adding justices or wanted to add justices when the, the conservative court was trying to shoot down the New Deal. Got it. And so that's where that term, it's like, it's a sort of uh, derisive conservative term that's been around for a long time whenever the this conservative dominance of the Supreme Court is in jeopardy. Got it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's change it to, let's change it to jam. Let's or, or, jam the court. <laughs> because you know what I'm doing? The day I win and the Senate wins, we're getting a couple more. Yeah. Because yeah. my argument is we got to be balanced. Yep. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to tilt it. I just want to make it like we don't know. Let's bring theme cases. Song, theme it, song is Bob Marley's jamming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> be pretty good, actually. It would be good. Okay. All right. So let's. Let, I, I only have a, like one other topic today. Um, so let's move to that. Okay, so this is something that I've been thinking about. We really because of our past few guests, actually. So we've we've had on these incredibly brilliant people, political scientists, uh, legal scholars, and so on, talking about Donald Trump nightmare scenarios. Yeah, nightmare scenarios. You know, crazy uh, conspiracies without theories, and so on. So all all, all this stuff. And one of one of the like, through line that I've seen is the argument that Trump is distinct, right? He's unique, is what distinct, like he's yeah. like a unique figure, yes. right? That that he's like there's like sh- crappy Republicans, and there's a long line of those, and then there's kind of Trump, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like 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 that's kind of the argument. Yeah. And so, I I wonder what do you think about that because I. I'm kind of divided on this, right? So I was watching the debates, right? So watching the Trump-Biden debate and then the Pence-Harris debate. What I saw there was that Trump is like the unrestrained id of the Republican Party. And then Mike Pence is the polite version. But they line up completely in terms of ideology and policy. So they're effectively the same, right? So like there's all, you know, like these like supposed, um, you know, moral conservatives, the never Trumpers and so on, who who've basically said, you know, like, oh, this guy's terrible. And they define him like personally reprehensible, you know, like that he's crass and yeah. this, that and the other. Um, and so there's this. But you can't imagine like a never Pencer movement, right? Like like there would be like never Trumpers, but there wouldn't be never Pencers. But they both believe the same things and are advocating the same things, right? So they're both equally horrible. Um, so the idea that, but Trump is somehow different, I don't know. I'm. Well, I'm what do we mean by different, Amit? Like different, he sounds different? Of course. You're not. Yeah, no, but no I, think the, I think that sounds I think, like Trump. No, it, sound, not, not really sound. I mean, that's the thing is like people focus on his grating, horrible voice, but like it's it's more like, is he that different from the Republican mold? No. Right? That, 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 George, George W. Bush? Thank you. On paper? 
And 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 if if we get a couple of viewers that want to not listen to us anymore or listeners, that's fine. George W. Bush, right now, there's an argument to be made. He was a worse president than Donald Trump. It's a Absolutely. close. You could you know you can you could convince me either way. They both have done horrible stuff, but I could tell you there are less people dead under Trump. Yep. Than Bush, so, I, so yeah, Bush. So, might okay, have you're been, in, you're in agreement with me. Okay, agreement. So. If you're not in agreement with us, your head is up your ass. This is really <laughs> simple. Trump is really tough to listen to. Well, I get I, it. I want to pull out this quote here. All right. So in in June there was a fundraiser for Biden and and Obama showed Nixon? up. Nixon. Should we talk about Nixon? Yeah, you think yeah, Trump well, is that much worse right, than Nixon? Right. right. Please you know, ask people the, in Cambodia who they right, think is worse. Right. Right. So like. In June this year, there's there's a fundraiser for Biden. Obama shows up, and there's this quote that I can't like get over. Um, and this is that whole sort of argument that you know Trump is you know like the so-called resistance. Their whole line since 2016 December was like this is not normal, right? Like don't normalize Trump. And this claim by <laughs> Barack Obama, I'm just going to quote it here. My predecessor who I disagreed with on a whole host of issues, still had a basic regard for the rule of law. <laughs> so you want to talk about like normalizing the, <laughs> you know, the worst, right? So let's just go down. This is George W. Bush lied to get into the Iraq war that killed half a million Iraqis, which is more than World War I and World War II American casualties combined. Oof, hit a moment. Um, Go ahead, Ahmed. Keep going. Yeah, there's torture, the legalization of torture, um, and these black sites all around the world, snatching people from airports and then sending them to Syria to be tortured, and then mm -hmm. sometimes saying, oops, you got the wrong Arab name. Um, the beginning of the illegal mass surveillance by the NSA of the entire American population. Mm -hmm. And then he started the drone assassinations that <sighs> were then ramped up. So that's... That's the, and I'm not even talking about his domestic stuff, right? That's that's just like the like the foreign policy of George W. Bush. Yep. Um, and then also allowed the worst terrorist attack to happen, right? Let's just not forget and that. And was warned about it. Yeah, and was warned. So 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 this guy who Barack Obama says at least respects the rule of law. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Like this. What this he is, meant to say was he respects the rules of the game. <laughs> Not law, the game. The game is there's a balance of power. If you have the power, you can do whatever the hell you want. If you don't have it, you got to like kiss a little ass and try to, you know, break bread over the aisle. Trump's the first guy to come in and go, fuck all of you. Screw every single one of you. If you turn on me, I'll call you out. So Trump has definitely pushed the, I think what happens behind the scenes, he's brought to the front and center. I think a lot of what Trump, how Trump acts in front of us, I think it happens a lot behind the scenes. Um, I think Dick Cheney behind the scenes, pff, forget it. You think that guy wasn't talking like Trump to people who were, were going to not vote with them? Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, he but, worked in the Nixon White House. Uh, exactly. I fully believe, and, I, and I've gotten a couple little arguments, but the people I argue with don't. Once we start arguing, they, they back off. But I believe to this day... George W. Bush is the worst president of my lifetime. Um, I think it's no, uh, no question. Um, 
So, yeah, I think it's Trump's a really easy target because he's clearly a moron and he's crude and he doesn't have any uh, he doesn't have any respect. He doesn't have respect for the office like George W. Bush, even though he was a piece of shit. He faked the respect he did. He didn't. I don't know. Like the way I talk on this podcast, if I were the president, I probably wouldn't curse. There's certain things I wouldn't do because I'm just like, I'm trying to set an example. I want to maintain composure and like couth and respect. Trump doesn't have any of that. So it's very easy for people to go, listen to the way he sounds. But I don't know. I grew up in it. I grew up um, poor. So for me, like that's how my family talks. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, so, I don't like it. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, I know what I get with Trump. Right. You know what I mean? You know what you're getting with that guy. Where Bush and even Obama, who I like better than these guys, his his record, his, historians will be the judge of him. And yeah. there are some things in there we we all love to not talk about, but right, there's some uh, flaws. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. I mean, so this is what I'm worried about so let's say let's for the sake of argument let's say that the democrats sweep the house sweep the senate biden gets elected and you've got this kind of democratic line which is let's go back to normal right Uh like what would just happen was abnormal and we need to go back to normal right and what that completely forgets is that going back to normal the status quo is what brought us trump in the first place Right. So sure that the failed policies of basically, you know, blind faith in market capitalism and endless wars, um, that's basically been like the consensus of both parties. But certainly the Democrats, if that's going back to normal, um, we may get rid of like Trump, but all of the issues that brought him out and got him elected are not going to go away. Right. And that's why, like. I kind of hate that all of these former GW Bush backers of like the Lincoln project and all that kind of stuff are, are, uh, are, are like, yeah, so we're so pro Biden now, you know, we're so pro Biden and we can't stand Trump. And, and because really what they want is a return to what they consider normal. They're pro power. All of these people on both sides of the aisle have lost power with Trump. Trump has taken power from everyone. Nobody knows. It's like working for the Mad King. That's all Trump is. Lincoln Project can they can they can kick rocks. They're full of it. If you supported Bush, you you are you're nothing to me. You well, will that's never. What they're, they're laundering their reputations by being suddenly sure. You know, and you know who's going to fall for it? The little Democrats are going to go look at Mitt Romney, and he came out right. and yelled at Trump today, and right. look at uh, George W. Bush yeah. and and Ellen DeGeneres and their friends and blah blah blah. And Jimmy Kimmel's doing. That's all part of the problem. Is that you accept terribleness when you when it doesn't take away your individual power and that's what's going on with wall street biden's wall street friendly why do you think all these rich idiots that voted for trump are like okay well for, has nothing to do with human rights or health care or climate change get out of here this is why do you think aoc had 10 seconds at the dnc and bernie had another 20 seconds why weren't they featured this guy was whooping their ass all over so the thing is, until they caught until obama called mayor pete out of it and then they rigged it and that's fine they i'm not saying it was illegal but if if mayor pete stayed in like any candidate would stay in when you win iowa 
Bernie would be the nominee. And I'm not, I'm not sounding, I don't want to be one of those Bernie guys. Like it's cool. He lost fair and square. I'm not saying it was rigged in that sense, but what I'm saying is all you really want is the democratic party to have control. It's why Kamala Harris is the VP. She's the safest and close to the, uh, uh, the, the power of the party and she's the safe bet. Um, so you can you can say whatever you want, Lincoln Project. That's cool. They're of course they're all going to go against Trump because he Trump has no allies. Trump is allies whoever's being nice to him at the time and supporting him. He's literally uh, a dictator. If you kiss his ring, right, he's good to you. Well, this is the thing is that they 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 take like this moral high ground because like we're not kissing the ring. We have not taken any oath of fealty Please. to him, and he's like you know beyond the pale, Please. and therefore you know we're gonna like put out these like video hit jobs on him all the time which is like really easy to do he gives you like clips every day but i the the thing that seems to have happened is that there was basically like a popular revolt in the republican party and trump won and and the party's centrists in the republican party weren't able to control it right remember how big that line of Republican nominees were, and then Trump just knocked them off one by one. And there was a Bush in there. I mean, there were big names in there. He destroyed. just knocked them all off, right? They were not able to control the revolt. The Democrats did control the revolt. And That's Bernie true. was the revolt. Yes. Right? And so what, what, you, what you have is then like a new kind of like Democratic centrism, hence Biden-Harris, um, and Pete Buttigieg is their hatchet man. And like, it's... It's, yeah, sure, it's better than Trump. I, 100%, of course. Of course. But it does not address the fundamental issue of what produced Trump, right? No. So and, that's, and I think that's what's worrying. Extremely worrying. Um, couldn't be more right. I think the reason a guy like Trump could win is because Trump was not a politician. If we had a... Okay, let me try to gather my thoughts because I hear from so many of my friends. What do you think of Mark Cuban? What do you think of uh, uh, Adam Silver, who the NBA commissioner, who's done a phenomenal job? This guy's an amazing NBA commissioner. But we have a real problem in America, especially where we think wealth equals intelligence and leadership. Not realizing most bozos that become billionaires, they got lucky. There's, there's definitely a level of like, there's a level of like, they took I'm a say, chance. I'm going to call it 75% luck. Uh, I think 75 is a really yeah. safe number. There's definitely yeah. like Steve Jobs, smart guy, like Bill Gates. Yeah. These are there's lots of smart, much people. smarter than me for sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to take a, uh, I'm not going to, you know, be quizzed against them and, and think I'm going to win. I can wrestle them and win. Right. Um, but, but there are more than not the rich people in this country are, bo- are bozos who play the numbers game. They're playing the lotto with the, with, um, you know, uh, the stock market, w- whatever. Um, but we have such a fascina- fascination with wealth and celebrity in this country that if you're rich and you have an opinion, we just think you're smart. Mark Cuban. Bob, get the fuck out. Anybody who knows Mark Cuban knows he sold way too early. He could have made way more money. He invented the, the technology that made YouTube possible. And guess what? He's not Google. So he's a moron. He's a smart guy with a great idea, made billions. Um, but, but the idea that, like, you know, We'll fall for it. At some point, the Democrats will fall for a celebrity or a rich Oprah. Remember Oprah a couple of years ago? The Rock. Right. We were the we rock. were saying The Rock back right. then because we were like, yeah, fuck it. He's better, right. he's better than wait, Trump. Wait, no. It, 
Well, get it right. It was Rock Sanders. <laughs> Rock Sanders. We're like thinking the Rock might listen yeah. to Bernie, but he yeah. wouldn't because they're all egomaniacs. Yeah. But like, well, they'll fall for it too. We'll get our version of a Trump, a moron, Oprah, or somebody that got rich off of fame, and suddenly, well, they have a billion dollars. They must have all the answers. Right. Um, and that's what we fall for in this country because that's the promise of America, right? Is that we're all going to be millionaires. Everybody listening, keep going. I know we all told you when you're, you know, I know you're a kindergarten teacher, but you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be a millionaire. We're all going to be millionaires and we're all going to fall for it. Um, but I'm, okay. I'll make a call right now on October 13th that if the Democrats don't adopt a far left progressive health care policy in four years from now, a Republican will be in the White House. And you can mark this episode, and I promise you, because they're inheriting, they're inheriting garbage, right? You're gonna, you're gonna get COVID, right? COVID's not fixed in November. We have probably another year of COVID. Yeah. And oh, guess yeah. what? My memory, most people's memories. I'm blaming the next guy or girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck Trump. What are you doing? Do you, do you have the vaccine? It's been a year. You're in office. Trump's not here anymore. Where's the vaccine? Right. Why can't I kiss my mom? Why can't I go home for Christmas? Somebody's got to be blamed for that because you're already getting that. Um, on top of it, I can't go to the hospital because I get it. You're, you're double blamed for that. Right. Now, jobs. Guess what, dude? Economy's going to crash. Can't go to yeah. the office. Yeah. Not going to sustain. You're getting that too. Good luck. Okay. Good luck with that. You think you're cleaning this up in a year or two? Ain't happening. You got four years to clean up COVID and a definite real estate and, and uh, stock market crash. I don't know how bad it'll be. I'm not, I don't have the skills to tell you, but I can just tell you from my own work. It's, it's, it's different. I don't have as much work. I'm, I'm lucky enough where I'm, I'm okay. But well, I don't. I, think, I, I have a fraction of the work I had I, a year I th ago. I think. I think the difference is that people who have stocks and stuff, they might be okay. They'll be fine. You sure, they're going to be fine. The people who don't actually work <laughs> for, for their money, they just Screwed. let their money work for them. Um, and the people who actually work, yeah, they big trouble are, are huge trouble. So, so the only way you counter that is what Amit, you better. You better come up with a way where my kids could still go to college with their stupid masks on and I'm not going bankrupt. And two, I better, I better be able to go to the hospital because I think I have COVID and not get hit with you know $10,000. So figure it out. But if you don't, this will be cute and we'll all get rid of Trump. But like you just said, that's if that's your goal, I, I still think we're going to get that goal. I mean, look, if, <laughs> if Trump overcomes a 14-point deficit – then we're, we all need to just have a real talk and go, okay, guys, why are you lying to the pollsters? Like, can we just be honest? Uh, and, and by the way, it could happen. Yeah. I still don't think it's going to happen. I, I think if it did happen, I wouldn't get on the podcast and go, oh, my God. I would just go, damn, dude, I still believe in polls, and they're clearly completely garbage. I still kind of believe in them. I, when, they're, when they're this far, I believe in them. Um. So let's assume my prediction is right and Trump loses. Sure, you you, you killed the Mad King, but you better put a really good uh, you, you, a good policy and a staff in front of us because somebody's getting blamed in four years from now. Man, hate to break the news to the to the damn, yeah. but you're inheriting a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what the what the solution is for for the Democratic Party. Um, it's this easy. Is, this is one big party favor we could think of it this way. Is, Let's is do it. We 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 have to they they have to understand that what and they have to pitch it this way. Bernie tried it; it didn't fully work, but he's nudged people in the right direction, which is left. And the the point being that what is presented as a radical leftist agenda in America is center right in Europe. Yes, that is not it's there's such a consensus around this stuff in Europe that it's people kind of laugh at us across the world that that there's such huge fights about this here you know the basic thing it, it, it'd be like the same thing if, if we were fighting about whether there should be free you know public education mm-hmm. right like it'd be the same level like like obviously there should be public health care obviously there should be public you know robust public retirement obviously you know, all of these things are just like givens yeah um so they they have to like that's what they have to do if they don't do that they they are also going to have a dwindling base it's the end of the it's the end of the party as we know it if the democrats lose in four years from now wrap it up i'm sorry yeah. I, if 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 the party as we know it thinks that this whole Bernie thing was like a little fluke, I mean, just look at AOC. Look at the squad. You think those women are going away? They're scarier than Bernie. If you don't like Bernie, Bernie ain't shit. AOC, forget about it. Right. She's got the green and she's deal. a kid. I mean, like, she's yeah. thirty. Yeah. Twenty nine. I know. She's I know. I mean, and she's only going to gain more knowledge and more I confidence. Know. Could you imagine? And then we've got people coming years? up the ranks like Jabari, and you know, like, like there's like all these forget people it. who are it's over who are, who are there. Yeah, and um, they need to embrace that 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 side of the party. And and you yeah. know what? If the billionaires want to go. Let them go. There's not as many of them. I know. I know. I know you're afraid of them because they fund your fundraise. You know the fundraisers and your party. But like, look at look at these grassroots campaigns. They're they're whooping. They're whooping ass because you have social media now and just just inspire us a little bit and like just common sense. You know the people we like are just like people of common sense. Like, hey, people are sick and dying. We should give them health care. And we're like, yeah, makes. Sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Sounds reasonable. Right. I just but. don't get it. But you're right. The, you know, in the, in the European, Canadian, where I lived for a while, they think we're fucking nuts. And yeah. the funniest thing is, it all, all draws back to what me and you always talk about, which is being indoctrinated into America, where you just think you're better. And most people I know from the town I grew up in that are like, fucking Bernie socialism they've never been to another country never never got on a plane but somehow they know we got the best country in the world that's some that is some shit right there man yeah wow that's um I mean it's amazing I, powerful I kind of I kind of envy that amount of certainty <laughs> oh my things. god I wake you know? up every, every day in doubt like <laughs> yeah, what's going on what's happening what's gonna what's gonna ruin my life today <laughs> I have no security, yeah. zero, and like yeah. me and you, like we're we're okay. Like we have steady jobs. Like we're we're not we're doing horribly, but like I still wake up every day thinking it could all go away. I think you know I could get cancer today, and like that's the end of my bank account. You know we've seen it. Right. Three four years of 
chemotherapy treatments, my insurance is okay. It doesn't cover that. It doesn't cover long-term hospitalization. It's fine. Like I'd, I'd be broken four years right. if I had to like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, most, I mean, there's a statistic out there, which is a telling statistic that over 50% of Americans, if they incur an over $400 unexpected expense, Toast. they are in danger of bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. Right. $400 expense. So, so that's, that's a, you know, that's, it's and disgusting. that's one out of two people. Yeah. It's terrible. That's literally one out of two people. So but I that's where we are. <laughs> those people still vote for Trump. That's the crazy thing. We got, I, I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but someone's going to crack that code. What's going on here? I mean, we can, I can, I can surface it. I can tell you yeah. based off my own life and my own intellect what's happening, but there's something deeper that I just, I can't quite I grasp. Just, I think it's just an old strategy that's always been used here and also other places, but definitely here, which is prioritizing status over class. Mm-hmm. Right. So that the t- to, especially after during and after the Cold War to talk about class at all is like you're a red socialist, you know, mm-hmm. go back to Moscow. And 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 so there's already a sort of distaste when issues of class are talked about. And, and America has like this myth. There's no class. Everybody's middle class. Right. Like you know, there's upper middle class, right. there's lower middle class, and there's middle class. And that's yeah. it. Um, but what Trump is able to do is he's able and. Other leaders in history have done this too pretty well, which is to say, I'm actually not going to like change your material situation that much. You know, like that's, you know, maybe I'll talk a little bit about it, but I say that to everybody, but I'm going to make you feel good and make you feel better than other people. Sure. Right. And I'm going to give you status. So when, mm. when, when these guys are calling you deplorables and, you know, trash people and this, that, and the other, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know, no, you are, you are true Americans and you're You're patriots and, 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 and for many of these voters who used to vote Democrat, right. It's it's not like lifelong (laughs) Republican voters. A lot of these people voted for Obama even, you know, Um, (laughs) they, they just, they feel abandoned by the democratic party. And then, so this guy's, at least he's saying he likes us. You know, should we do a Republican? It's pretty easy. God, right? It's like I, you keep on saying that the Republicans need to run from Trump. I think they need to double down even more. Ah, no, 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 no. Uh, maybe. Well, what's your what's your argument for that? Well, we got well, we got I, fifteen I, minutes left before we hit an yeah, hour. So let's. So I I think the because they they're so over compromised now that they've been such facilitators for four years for everything Mm -hmm. um and more more to the point they actually like everything that he's doing they just Mm -hmm. don't like the style like they love the substance they don't like the style right so so trump is objectionable not because what he does but how he acts right so all they need to do is to just say like look we're gonna get you know we're getting this judge we've already packed the courts we you're gonna get more tax cuts um and you know border construction and more border construction is on its way you know like these sort of things that republicans have always been about right um at least since you know reagan era on um they you know if there's a huge base for that and the the only wrinkle, of course, 
is the COVID thing, mm-hmm. right? And I'm still not convinced that the disease of COVID is more powerful than the ideology of Trumpism. <laughs> like, I, I think that's a big, it's going to be a, a death struggle between those two. Um, so I'm still not, uh, I'm not that confident in spite of what the polls are saying. Um, yeah. I do, so a lot I would of people say, say that. double down. I would say double down. Uh, mine's quick. Mine's if you're Lindsey Graham and you're, you're and Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, they're battling, right? Mitch McConnell will probably win because for some reason people in Kentucky like turtles. <laughs> uh, Lindsey Graham, yeah. I think he could lose, man. I mean, that guy, Harrison, he's running against his – listen to a couple of his clips. He's pretty inspiring. Um, I, I think Lindsey Graham's got to get out of Washington and walk the streets of South Carolina. I think get out of national, get out of the national spotlight and just start holding. Go to every county, and you're yeah, got you got thirty maybe. days and just have picnics and barbecues and give away stuffed animals to kids and pretend you like the people. Uh, that's your only shot is actually just to work in your own state. Stop thinking you getting FaceTime at the Supreme Court hearing is going to do shit for you in South Carolina because it's not. Well, he's doing his own thing, right? He's like that statement about you can be a black person in oh South Carolina so long as you're conservative yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you, then you should not be, good not gonna know. work it look this is the thing I will be shocked if South Carolina South Carolina does not elect a Republican I mean we this guy I, I, I know Harrison's got a lot of money but but um, Lindsey Graham is like eh, he just sucks he's like a Simpsons character why are we voting is, for these he's guys he's literally a Simpsons he's Ned character. Flanders except yeah. horrible like yeah. How, yeah how can you why forget about his views why, why does anyone want to listen to this guy anymore <laughs> same with I, Mitch McConnell like vote for someone crazier more yeah. right than them just not like these voices these faces <laughs> these necks they're <laughs> they're 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 both actually Simpsons horrible. characters aren't they yeah um yeah. Well. All right. Well, this was fun. Yeah. Like old yeah. times. Yeah, I know. I know. Give the fans what they want. More of us. <laughs> not those smart people we have on. <laughs> I know. Not 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 those. You know. All right, man. Well, look. We. Uh, I, I think people should keep paying attention to what's going on. I think uh, there's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, the mail-in ballots are going to be something we'll probably talk about next week. Yep. Um, and well, uh, next next time we've got an interesting guest coming on. Who's on? A couple couple of guests are coming from the Working America uh, organization, which oh, right. is works with the AFL CIO, and they're basically all about getting people who are pro union, pro working yep. class, pro labor, pro organized labor, I should say into offices at all levels so like you know small races national races everything and so we're going to have the national director on and uh, he's going to talk about yeah. what their strategy is and so we could and, have just and, called it and, what it is the radical left yes <laughs> yes yes those the all un- sound like radical ideas the unions oh, yeah the, unions. the shocking idea of a union taking care of people yeah i know radical right um but we'll we'll, we'll say it again but but we are co-sponsoring uh an event with them mm-hmm. on october 21st and so yes. you'll hear you'll hear more about it next week but but i just want to put that in your ear put on your calendars yeah all right man well this is fun yep you know nothing's changed our views are still the same i know i know we're let's get george w bush on here <laughs> wouldn't that be great that would be great you know what happened we get them all and be like 
Mr. President, <laughs> what was it like being in the White House? Can I get a picture? Yeah, what is yeah, it like painting? Yeah. What's your inspiration? We just oh turn into God. like total wusses. We're like, oh my God, Mr. President, it's an honor. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you guys next week. No Politics at the Dinner Table is produced by Alvin Prakash. Uh, check out our website. You know, we are on social media, but we do hate it. And we would gladly leave if you all leave, too. <laughs> and just go to yes. our website. Um, we will if you will. Yeah, we will if you will. You go first, and we're out. Um, cool, man. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.